0: The thought of looking dumb is why I over-explain my views, but I will prevail. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good day, good whatever it is. Welcome to Episode 3 of I Will Prevail Podcast. Today is entitled, I Wish I Wasn't So Perfect. It does sound a little cocky, a little confident, um, but that's kind of the way I roll, and hopefully it will be explained in more detail. I say that because every time I sit down to start one of these episodes, next thing you know I'm talking about something completely out in right field or out of left field, whichever field. I'm pretty sure it's a baseball reference. So let's start with that, why don't we? I was able to finally put together a video for my students to let them know what was going on with me. I got a, a few responses from them. One in particular had sent me a message saying that he was listening to the podcast and that he needed this. That's exactly why I'm doing this. I really want it to be for everyone, but where it sits right now, what I need is to know that the students are still able to to hear my voice, those that need whatever it is that I do. So thank you to that specific student, and the rest of you that are listening along, thank you for, for being part of this, and I hope this is helping. For the rest of us, I was looking at how people share and advance these podcasts or their popularity or whatever it is within social media. And it's just a lot of repetition and looking for advertisers and going in and pestering people and that sort of thing. And I think that there's a better way to go about it. Now, with education to being a teacher, I always thought there was a better way. I've always pushed myself to be different from what everyone else does. And for the most part, typically go against what has kind of worked in the past because I've always felt like there was something better. Now, typically it does come back around to those basics that they say, just do this and it works. So I do find that I'm quite often trying to reinvent the wheel. So this might just be another one of those things. But I think that the promoting of this podcast, which by the way is at, I believe, 300... Um three hundred listens now, three hundred downloads that's not that's not horribly bad within a week, right? but what I'm realizing is the way to go about generating popularity anymore in my opinion is to not put it on the internet anymore. We're competing against everybody. I genuinely appreciate everyone on Facebook that has shared my original post and my story and encouraged people to go and listen to it but I'm starting to question if that actually works anymore. They say a lot of times when you're doing business, doing business over the phone or via uh, uh, Skype, what do they call it? Skype or or uh, FaceTime, whatever these things, the, the digital uh, interaction or via emails, it just doesn't work as much as a face-to-face interaction works. So what I'm going to actually ask everyone to do is if you're listening to this podcast, if you've been listening to it, I want you to one time this week, talk about me. Don't talk about the podcast. Talk about something you heard me say and introduce me to people. I want to see if that works. Is it a way to generate people? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the goal of this is to, to reach more people with it. it. That's the that's the whole point of having something to say. If you say something and you don't publish it and people aren't talking about it, then why say anything at all? So that's your homework this week, those of you that are listening. I want you to talk about me with someone else. Don't talk about the cancer per se. Maybe talk about something you've heard on the podcast or something you remember, a funny story or something that's happened in the past. But just share who I am And then direct them towards the podcast. That's what I'd like to see happen. So, on with today's topic Why am I so perfect? For some reason, it goes back to third grade. I don't know why third grade is so vivid that I remember so much from third grade. Miss Mahoney and Miss Pearson's class, I remember clearly the multiplication tables. I remember them being in Miss Pearson's room, the side uh, up. In the corner, she would cover them up when we do our multiplication tables. I remember writing books in there. I remember doing one about the band Kiss. Draw their concerts in the book and then illustrate it. I remember writing about my cat dying. And that was like my cat. Oddly enough, her name was Dinah and not because she died. But the cat, if you've seen the picture that I posted about me trying to record with that cat right in front of me, her name happens to be Odina, and we had adopted her with that name, so I thought that was kind of a cool tie-in. I remember Jamie Pedragon, and I don't think I've heard this name since elementary school. I don't know that anyone would even remember this guy, but I clearly remember he always drew trucks, like big diesel rigs. He was very good at it, and he got me like hooked on drawing these diesel rigs. I don't know why that was his thing, but it was his thing and he was good at it. We always drew flames on it. Truck driving was pretty cool back then. It was there were all those trucker movies and that sort of thing, so that made sense. I remember watching The Hobbit cartoon. I remember smelling the the those old projectors that we had in there. It had the film has a certain smell when it warms up. The thing I also remember someone had a pet skunk. And that actually created my my favorite animals are ducks and skunks. But I remember they brought this pet skunk in and I remembered petting it. It It's very coarse. But when the skunk got mad, it would stomp its feet because they had had the stink gland removed from it. So my whole life has been spent wanting a pet skunk. I know that sounds crazy, but I guarantee I'm not the only one out there. I remember one specific day unrolling a paperclip and someone had told me, If you put that paper clip in the light socket, it'll kill you, which I don't think it will because I've been zapped before, but it made me so nervous because I think that's what I was about to do. But instead, I had rolled it around and put it in my mouth like it was a retainer. And I started talking like this because I think that's how you're supposed to talk when you have a retainer. And the reason I did it was to tell people I had a retainer or that I needed braces. There was another time, Jeff Church grew up with this guy. I'm sure he's listening. If he's not, he needs to get on this. I've hung out with Jeff Church quite a bit from kindergarten on. His mom, and this may have been third grade, it may have been a little sooner than that. His mom drove us one time to meet like, well, not to meet Elvira, but we got to see Elvira, Mistress of the Dark at the uh, West Covina Fashion Plaza or something like that, which was really cool because it was like the first celebrity I had ever seen in person. But I remember driving home, I told her that I had I had tubes put in my ears, okay? Now, I always had ear infections when I was a kid, so I, my mom had said I was going to have to get tubes put in my ears. I told her that they had cut my face open, like from from my mouth all the way up to my eyes, and then all the way back to my ears, so that they could put these tubes in and then they stitched me shut and that uh, it, it healed back together. Obviously, I didn't know how the procedure was performed because it's relatively simple compared to that. But the best part about this whole thing, and this is something that has stuck with me to this day, and we were talking, you know, what are you at that point, eight years old, nine years old? His mom said, wow, you can't even see the scars. And I thought, yeah, I never thought I fooled her. I just thought, see, she believes me. She does believe me. And later on in life, I mean, here I am in my late 40s, I still very much think about the fact that she didn't call me out on it. She easily could have. She could have easily embarrassed me. I didn't know what it all entailed. I had just heard someone saying something about me. You need tubes in your ears. All of a sudden, I have tubes in my ears, right? I and it clearly the wrong the wrong way to to, a, to present it to people, but I didn't get called out for it, and I don't feel like that was a bad thing. I did not feel like I got away with something. It just dawned on me this this late in life that it's okay to kind of let people especially let little kids have their say you don't have to call kids out on everything if it becomes habitual then by all means i, I feel like you should call them out but again this is a, this is just my opinion so other things that happened i had scoliosis this was the best not 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 that scoliosis is the best at school, they would have us bend over and they would check the curvature of our spine and the evenness of our shoulders. And at one point, they said I had one shoulder higher than the other. And for probably about two or three weeks, I walked around with an exaggerated shoulder. My right shoulder was probably, man, I'm, I'm literally doing it right now. I'm lifting my shoulder while I'm doing this section of the podcast. And I'm realizing that like I'll never forget that it was my right shoulder. It feels the same way it felt back then. So it was like a few weeks that I would walk around everywhere telling everyone I had scoliosis. I have scoliosis. Like, oh my gosh, one shoulder's higher than the other. To this day, if I see my brothers, um, I, I just lift one shoulder and they go, oh, dude, is the scoliosis back? It's like, yeah, it's back. So it is an ongoing thing, that is for sure. But my mom cured me of it. We went into the bathroom one time. Uh, she said, oh, do you want to get your hair cut, a new hairstyle? I said, sure. So she said, come in the bathroom and show me the hairstyle you want. I said, okay. And I got and I looked in the mirror and then I popped my shoulder up and she said, do you see what you just did there? I just went, yeah. And that was it. She cured it. She never called me out for it. She never questioned, why did you lie? Was you know? It, she's aware that you don't have scoliosis. The world was aware of it. But she was able to fix it for me without calling me out, without calling me a liar. And I I really like that approach. I think that there's more to be done about that in life in general. I think we can kind of have conversations and straighten each other out without so much arguing and yelling. So other random things that have gone on with me. At one point, I lost my hearing, which was not true. They took me to the doctor. They had put uh they, they were doing the ear test and the doctor pulled my mom aside and said, There's tones that he's hearing, but he's not raising his hand. So again, trying to figure out what was wrong with me or trying to make something wrong with me. I always wanted something to be wrong with me, but now I don't want it, right? But why do I keep telling people now? So let me explain that. My whole life I've wanted something to be wrong with me, and I've said this. In class, I've said it multiple times to people. My whole life, I wanted something to be wrong with me, and I didn't know why. And now I've got something wrong with me. It started with the kidney disease. It started with the, it went to the Hashimoto's disease, the bipolar disorder, all of these things that are wrong with me now. Cancer, and I don't want something to be wrong with me now. You know what I mean? Your whole life, you want it, and then, you know, careful what you wish for. This is a little extreme, but here I am with it now. But why do I keep telling people about it? Why am I completely okay with everyone telling everyone that I have cancer, but I don't want anyone to feel bad for me? I want people to support this podcast. That's what I want. Am I using it as a way to get people to listen? No, I don't think. But I did some, some, Deep soul-searching the past couple days as to why I keep telling people. I'm thinking it's not about the attention, but it's more about transparency. Like, this is who I am. I feel a lot of it actually has to do with being an introvert. And those of you that know me assume that I'm an extrovert, but I'm actually not at all. I've looked into this quite a bit. There's quite a few things that make an introvert an introvert. Now I'm not saying I'm an extreme introvert. I'm just saying there's things that I do that only introverts do. For example, I have a constant inner monologue. Uh, I practice having conversations, but never write down or practice public speaking, which obviously what I'm doing right now. Maybe it's because I'm lazy, or maybe it's because I don't like to read, but taking notes is something I do, and I can kind of follow along on it. But I constantly have an inner monologue. On conversations. I practice conversations, mainly because I'm non-confrontational. So it's things I practice saying ahead of time, or I'm always afraid to speak my opinion because of how people are going to judge me or look at me. To go along with that, I don't ever want to look dumb. And I think that's why I over-explain my view. I am such an over It's because I never want to look like I don't know what I'm talking about, because my thought process is often different, because I just throw things out there and see what happens. So I have to do this to kind of protect myself. And what better way to know what you're talking about than talk about yourself? I hope that makes sense. That way, it brings the focus to me so that I can socialize and interact easier. So if I talk about myself, it puts me in the conversation, and all I have to do is literally talk about myself, which I'm good at, and that keeps me from looking uneducated. I know that seems a, kind of a weird roundabout way, but I hope it does make sense. That's why when I recall stories that I read about, it's hard for me to get the facts always correct, the minute details don't matter, because as an introvert, small talk is a waste of time and energy. Maybe that's why cliff notes are so much better than books. Probably. Something like that. I loved cliff notes. Those things were awesome. You didn't have to read a book. So much easier. Maybe this is just one. My uh, my storytelling is the cliff notes of stories. Let's keep that in mind. That needs to be the next podcast. Taking other people's stories and just making cliff notes, but not giving you all the information that you actually need to understand what the story is. Just enough to get you by. So it looks like we're coming to the end. I'm trying to keep track of these episodes, keep them about 20 minutes apiece. But I did want to talk about something to just piggyback off of last week's WebMD episode. My mother-in-law, who is a Patreon supporter, uh, <laughs> called us out for looking on WebMD. I got my results from my biopsy, and I had no idea what it said. It's big, big words. I'll find out from the doctor uh, in the next couple of days exactly what it meant. But we got in trouble for going on WebMD trying to figure out what was wrong with me. I'm not perfect, even though the title of this episode says so. But we got called out for doing it. We went on there. We looked everything up. There's so many cool things I'm actually learning about that I'll never be able to use in conversation. So know that I'm going to avoid that if we're ever face to face so I don't look like a fool the entire point of this episode. But I appreciate being called out for it. I found it funny and entertaining at the same time. But it just shows that we we literally talk about what it is that we shouldn't be doing, and then we go right back and do it. That's what we need to talk about in the next episode. Why is it that we do things we know we're not supposed to do? We know something's bad for us, and we do it. We make commitments to things, and we... Don't go through with it or whatever it is. We need to talk about this. This isn't where I plan on going with the next episode, but I think we have to because I want to keep this thing organic. So I'm going to probably post on Facebook, on Instagram, if you have anything that you specifically want to talk about or hear about as it pertains to these commitments that we make to ourselves and why do we let ourselves down. I think we need to start doing that let's put it out there in the world. Let's get your input. Let's get some ideas. Give me something to talk about. Now, it does get boring sitting here talking to myself because I'm not as entertaining as I thought I was. So hopefully soon we'll be doing a couple of interviews. I have some people I want to bring in and introduce you to them. I have some former students that I really want to promote what they're doing now in life. And I just want you to hear their stories and just give them a platform to talk about who they are and why they're so perfect. All right. Thank you very much for tuning in. This was episode three. Again, you can find us on Facebook at I Will Prevail Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at I Will Prevail Podcast. And you can support at Patreon at I Will Prevail Podcast. Thank you all very much for listening. We will see you soon. Talk to you soon.